Seafood News. Hello, seafood friends. We're back with another episode of the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News staff writer Amanda Buckle. And I'm seafood market reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is once again brought to you by Seafood Innovation Expo, taking place at the Mazatlan International Center in Mexico from September 6th to the 7th. Visit expoinnovacionayp.com or email expo at sbs-seafood.com for more information. This week we'll be talking about 4th of July by the numbers, yet another update on the China tariffs, the main lobster industry's bait problem, oysters in South Australia, and as promised, the new Netflix series, Cooking on High. So since the 4th of July is still fresh for everyone, let's kick things off with that. Agreed. I mean, like, so fresh that I'm, Still like, burnt. <laughs> so burnt. So burnt. Um, but, Lauren, can you guess how much money total Americans were predicted to spend on food for 4th of July cookouts? Uh, total, no. But <laughs> I hosted a barbecue. <laughs> and... <didn't> guess that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I spent um, about maybe... 150 to 200 on okay. burgers, hot dogs, ribs. Um, That's very I got cheap. wings, but unfortunately, no seafood. Ooh. Ooh. We're going to have to edit that out. I know. <laughs> but if I'm going to spend my money on nice seafood, I'm going to consume it myself, not oh, feed yeah. all my friends and family. No, I mean, no, come no. on. No, no, that's not how any of that works. You're right. Yeah. But anyway, that actually seems really cheap, 100 to $150 for all that. Um, was it a party for like four? <laughs> uh, me and my, my one friend, no. Um, there was like 15 of us, maybe. Okay. All right, so that's reasonable. So so then these numbers are going to blow, blow you away. Uh, the National Retail Federation came out with the numbers prior to the holiday, and they predicted that Americans would spend $6.9 billion on food for 4th of July barbecues. Yeah, that's way more than my budget. Way more. <laughs> so uh, that number is down from last year's record of $7.1 billion, and the drop in spending is being attributed, attributed to the fact that the 4th of July fell on a Wednesday this year. You know, but with that said, the National Retail Federation does report that 2018's expected number is still the second highest amount in the history of the survey. Now, one theory is that Americans have split their holiday celebration with those who like didn't celebrate on Wednesday choosing to party the weekend before or the weekend after the 4th of July. Um, and NRF also reports that while less people are celebrating the holiday midweek, those who are celebrating are spending more money. So those who did celebrate were estimated to have spent an average of $75.35 per person wow. on food items compared to the year prior, which is $73.42. Now, I have some interesting stats for you. While we don't have the numbers for 2018 yet, a survey by Nielsen shows that 2016 Americans spent over $803 million on beef, over $371 million uh, was spent on chicken, and over $217 million was spent on pork. Okay, I can see all that. I mean, hot dogs and burgers are certainly like barbecue staples, and you know, usually there's chicken on the grill as well. Um, but what about on the seafood side of things? So, Amanda, can you guess what the top five seafood sellers are? I like that we're doing quizzes today. Uh, yeah, I'm putting really each other it. on the spot. <laughs> um, well, I know that shrimp is definitely the top consumed seafood in the U.S., so I'm going to say that's a safe guess. Okay. Um, for the others, uh, I'm going to say salmon, tuna, crab, and my personal favorite, clams. I'm gonna Whoa, that was really <laughs> aggressive. Well, you were right about shrimp. That was the top sold seafood item over 4th of July 2016 with over $85 million in sales. 
Salmon is next with over $48 million in sales. And prepared seafood was behind that with $40 million in sales. Okay, um, you set me up. How was I supposed to <laughs> guess prepared seafood? Like, how's that even? It was an option. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, but uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, so that wasn't the only thing you got wrong. Crab and tilapia <laughs> round out the top five seafood items sold with over $16 million in sales each. Sorry, tuna and clams, they did not make the cut. Well, they'd make my barbecue menu if I ever decided to throw a barbecue. I personally prefer skipping the mess and going to someone else's house. Or I'm a loner, so I enjoy <laughs> staying in my house alone as well. Um, one or the other. But... Um, Anyway, moving on to our next story, we've got another update on the China tariffs. Uh, So China has reduced tariffs on 250 seafood products imported into their domestic market as of July 1st. The average tariff cut was 50% from an average rate across products of 15.7% to 6.9%. This is the fifth round of Chinese tariff cuts on a range of products. Norway's fisheries minister cheered the move, saying it was a firm signal that China wanted to increase trade with the outside world, However, disasters unfolding for the U.S. seafood industry due to our government initiating a trade war with China. So the retaliatory tariff of 25% on seafood products exported from the U.S. is a big enough cost to virtually shut down much of the U.S. seafood exports to China for internal consumption. So essentially, U.S. seafood exporters will be shut out uh, as other countries build up their brands, partnerships, marketing networks. All that. Yeah, definitely a big issue and will continue to be one, especially since China is becoming one of the most important seafood importers in the world. I know the tariff is a big blow for lobstermen in Maine, and unfortunately, that's not the only blow they're dealing with. Significant cuts to the herring catch limits could be made, which would ultimately drive up the lobster bait costs. So what's happening right now is that the New England Fishery Management Council is planning to set a lower herring catch quota in 2019, and concerns about low densities and slow replenishment of the fish stock is so high that the council is calling for a reduction to the catch cap for the rest of the year. So now the concern for lobstermen is whether they'll have to turn to alternative baits, stockpile supply while it's available, and deal with higher prices. And that's a lot of back-to-back doom and gloom, so hopefully this story will pick up the mood a little bit. The South Australian government is helping out oyster farmers after the industry was hit with a Pacific Oyster Mortality Syndrome outbreak. Hold on one second. (laughs) Pacific Oyster Mortality Syndrome outbreak. I thought you said you were moving on to a happier subject. (laughs) So give me a chance here. Two years ago, an outbreak affected baby oysters from Tasmania, cutting off the supply to others. And while South Australia does produce some baby oysters, they don't produce enough to meet demand. So oyster growers have been dealing with a shortage that has forced some of them to shutter. What's happening now is that the South Australian government is waiving almost $1.6 million in annual fees for the oyster industry over the next two years. And those fees are associated with aquaculture leases and licenses. And the reason they're doing this is to support the oyster growers and provide some relief to the industry as they deal with the outbreak. So hopefully we'll see some of these start to rebuild over the next year. Okay. I'll give you that. Happy it was ending. A, yeah, it was a little more cheaper <laughs> than the other two stories. Uh, but now on to our final topic of the day, Netflix's Cooking on High. So, Cooking on High is the first ever competitive cannabis cooking show. It's hosted by Josh Levia, who you might recognize in movies and TV hits such as Laid in America and Dance Camp. No, no, none no. of those. <laughs> and Maybe the, if I see him, I have to... I no, to... no, it was a joke. <laughs> you, you, I've never heard of this fella. Um, but he was a good host. Josh, shout out to you. Um, and the judges on the show are rappers Mod Son. Nope, still no. Okay. Nothing over here. And comedian Ramon Rivas. 
so the reason we're talking to you about this is because the first episode features cod. Yes, the very thin link to seafood. Okay, now you give me a chance. <laughs> this is a podcast about seafood, but it's also about the food industry in general. And You're edibles right. is the future. <laughs> now where was I? Uh, cod, I believe. Cod, cod, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so cod. <laughs> so like every other cooking show out there, the contestants have a set time to make something. On Cooking on High, they have 30 minutes to make a tasty edible using a special ingredient. And in this episode, I watched the special ingredient was Girl Scout cookies. Ooh, yum. I love Thin Mints. No, um, <laughs> not those type of Girl Scout cookies. So it's actually a popular strain of marijuana. <laughs> I had no idea. I had watched Pineapple Express. Uh, what a mom move. That's it. Yeah, that was a very mom. <laughs> that was a very mom move. So uh, with the theme of afternoon delight in mind, uh, the two contestants have 30 minutes to make something for lunch using the strain. So one contestant made a grilled cheese with an egg on it, and the other made a cod cake. Uh, which she described as a crab cake, but the poor man's version, which I loved. <laughs> um, so this contestant made this cod cake with a chipotle aioli and, of course, cannabis butter, and she won the thing. And she actually even converted Maud's son to eating fish. Nice. Yeah, and he said that he had never had fish before, but he liked it. Oh, Maud's son is a, a male. Oh, yeah. Oh, Maud's okay. son. Yeah. You gotcha. have to look him up. He's a real character. Okay. <laughs> um, don't know any of his music, so I'm going to have to look I was up thinking after. female rapper. No, no, no. No, he's a man. Okay. Um, so he said that he never had fish before and just never liked it, but he loved her sandwich. And he said that after the first bite, so he wasn't even under the influence, you know, unless he indulged in something else prior to the show and just had the munchies. We don't Could know. Could be possible. You know, but it was, uh, yeah, I was just, it was a pretty cool idea. I mean, like, like I said, edibles is the future. Okay. The future. So, I mean, with, there's like new laws now, so like they're changing the way that all this has to be done. But, and I mean, uh, like Canada still, you know, edibles aren't allowed there yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, either people are releasing something that's like munchy centric for people to eat afterwards, or they're making, you know, California can still buy edibles right now. But I think the interesting thing is like, I would never think to, you know, get a sandwich. Not, yeah. not me personally. I mean, <laughs> you sure know a lot about we're this, in Amanda. New Jersey. <laughs> I think it's really interesting seeing like what they're doing. It's because it's like the evolution yeah. of the food industry. It's really yeah. cool, you know. But there's like you go into these shops and it's like it's cookies, it's brownies, it's you know. There's like even like drinks. But you know, one day you're gonna be able to order a whole sandwich. You know, I, I've been to Amsterdam. I've seen space cakes before. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I thought it was pretty cool that a, a cod cake. Yeah, won. very cool. So what did she win? Uh, a gold pot, like a a, a cooking pot. You wow, know? like an actual cooking pot yeah though i'm not sure if she could actually use it i'm like pretty certain this thing was like spray painted gold it was it was first episode low budget until you know they figure out ratings i mean it's netflix like they have money but like not really for this stuff i mean they have you know the star of of late in america and uh and dance camp as the host (laughs) so no offense um but anyway this might be the future of food so that's why we talked about it so give cooking on high a shot netflix at least watch the first episode and and see what this amazing contestant did with a piece of cod cod, and a little bit of cannabis butter maybe it wasn't a little bit maybe it was a little bit more than a little bit but we'll you know you gotta watch it for yourself Alrighty, i'm gonna cut amanda off here (laughs) (laughs) and that wraps up our show for the week once again this week's episode was brought to you by seafood innovation expo thanks for tuning in and we'll see you back here next week